So a question that could be useful to think about is the one of formulating the highest possible vision for, uh, for humanity and for human potential. So we can talk a little bit about that, uh, what might such a thing involve. So we can take a simpler example and talk about formulating the highest possible vision for, let's say, some grass. All right, so here, in order to do that, we would have to take into account what we're dealing with. We're dealing with grass. What is grass capable of being? What are objectives that pertain to grass? Uh, uh, what is? What are some of the desires that that are there relevant? Uh, what is that the highest that po- potential that can be had concerning grass? So we would say it's for the grass to be green on the other side, on this side, on on every side. As long as the grass is green and growing and. Uh, excuse me, mowed as appropriate uh, for somebody's uh, lawn, then uh, we would say that's a, that's a high vision for, for grass. And if somebody comes along and says, hey, you know, we should make grass into uh, a, a professor, right? That, that's the high vision or, or into a modern artist and make it uh, paint things. I would say, no, we shouldn't because it can't, right? It's impossible. Or if somebody were to say, we should turn grass more realistically yellow, right? I like the grass being yellow. Well, we would say that the grass being yellow means, unless we painted it or something, uh, that uh, as far as I'm aware, it means that um, it's not healthy. So we don't want to, to make the grass yellow because then it's not living up to its potential. Or some other kind of uh, disorder that the grass might, might have, maybe uh, insects might make it sick or something. Like that. So we would say we want to avoid that because there's an ideal if if the grass is left uh, uh, to grow unhindered, it's going to be what, what it'll be. And uh, we would say that's uh, what the, the vision for grass. And the same thing would go for grasshoppers. If we want to use some G words, what other G words do we have? Grasshoppers for uh, um, giraffes, for, uh, you know, for any and all animals, basically. Chickens, donkeys, dolphins, uh, cows, uh, it, it, whatever the, the animal can be if given optimal nourishment. An environment, in an ideal environment, that's what we're shooting for. That's the vision. And of course, the environment is intimately intertwined with the needs and, and the prospects of realizing the potential of any and every uh, form of life. And, and, and we could take it, even a, a lion, a mighty, uh, purportedly brave, maybe not actually, but purportedly brave lion, certainly with a great uh, mane, healthy looking, and uh, take away food from the lion, leave it uh, emaciated, if that's the right word, man. I leave it w- without a lot of food uh, and uh, tr- put it in a little cage and it's going to be very far from the lion ideal. It's going to be skinny. It's going to be malnourished. So we can't say that that's the, the ideal for the lion is to be like that. It's stupid. Why Why would it be? Like for, for what reason, right? I mean, if somebody had for a certain purpose, if somebody, you know, wants to be mean to the lion, but just in general, it doesn't make any sense. So turning a vision for humanity, we have to take into account um our potential, we have to take into account also our, our desires, but the desires, of course, have to be genuine desires. So we see that uh, we can train a, a seal, for example, to do tricks at the aquarium, but we wouldn't say that those, excuse me, that uh, the seal really truly desires to do those tricks off its own accord because it doesn't know about them. It has nothing to do with its uh, uh, true kind of interest. It's only by connecting those tricks with the true interest of the seal. The true interest meaning eating the, the little fishies, that, that's how the, the, the seal is made to do those tricks. So consequently, we can't say that the, the vision for the seal is to, for the seal to do those tricks. Because again, those tricks are not 
innate to, to, to its constitution. Those desires are, are introduced. They're not natural. So concerning the vision uh, or, or uh, hope for vision for humanity, we have to take into account um, desires that are necessary as it concerns us as opposed to contrived. And if we don't do that, we can really be in an endless uh, muck, right? Because everybody has their own contingent uh, vision based on their contingent desires. One person really loves music and uh, consequently he or she can't imagine uh, hum- humanity realizing its potential without music another the same thing with art with uh you know with uh, technology uh, the future of humanity is with technology with robots another with um you know with uh, uh math and all the different mechanical mathematical sorts of uh paradigms oh the future of humanity is being being able to break down everything from top to bottom emotions, uh, values, morals in terms of math equations and physics, particle physics, and who knows what, right? So we have to be careful not to impose our own contingent desires that have come about in relation to our psychological needs onto the whole. And we have to ask, what is it, what is, what desire, if any, is absolutely logically necessary as it concerns humanity? And uh, if we dig deep uh, uh, underneath all the contingent desires, we would say that we necessarily seemingly intrinsically want um, something, right? Then how we best describe it is not per se a word for it, but we can maybe try to stir it up, bring it into mind, right? We don't want to feel uh, like nothing. We don't want to feel like transient, insignificant, worthless specks of dust. We want to satisfy some kind of innate apparent tendency toward unity, toward feeling like a whole, toward feeling singular, toward feeling like anything and everything that there is and that we do feeds into a single point and purpose that is oriented around our highest good. And what is our highest good? And maybe that's a little circular, right? Because we're saying, what's the highest good? And our highest good then would presumably be the satisfaction of an innate tendency. That's not contrived. That's not contingent. Because if it is contingent, it has to be in relation to something else. And if that's contingent, it has to be in relation to something else. So ultimately, it will be in relation to an innate tendency, we would say. And again, to, to describe simply that tendency, we want to feel absolute. We want to feel like like we're everything and everyone and uh and and feel impervious that's the right word to to all threats and all insults and injury and um we want to to be growing and growing in our in our kind of in our glory in our sense of uh, uh inner unity all that kind of stuff again these are simply words they, they it's not that it is that by any stretch of the imagination and not even in, infinitely close but it's just to, to bring some things uh, to mind there's the states there's being that is intrinsically desirable that doesn't need any further justification and there's being that is intrinsically undesirable and it goes beyond simply pleasure and pain that's the superficial account of it oh you know utilitarianism with that what's going to lead to more kind of physical pleasure versus physical pain we're talking a little bit deeper not a little much deeper here and so we would say that that has to any any true vision for humanity has to um be in relation to a necessary desire. Because if we say, you know what? If we have a necessary desire, necessary tendency, however we want to call it, but I want something else. I don't like it. You know, my necessary vision has to do with a different desire, my desire or somebody else's desire. Again, I like to, I think the best thing we can do is to, uh, is to um, have this kind of contingent economical system, right? Live, live together, hold hands, sing songs. That's the highest thing that there is. It's my desire, right? So it's not going to work because it's not in reference to the ultimate desire. That or any, any other f- f- forced fake scheme, right? Let's do an utopia. Let's do uh, uh, 
this kind of system, that kind of system. So it's not it's not ultimate reality, and it can never be be unless it is in reference to an ultimate desire that must be. So we would say that has to be like there's no no there's no alternative. We can't ultimately make something up that that we like and say that that's the desire in relation to which humanity ought to unfold. Uh, so that's one thing. But what about potential? Uh, what uh, what can we be? And here, luckily for us. It's not as simple, apparently, as with grass or with uh, um, piggies or with uh, uh, donkeys or, or with uh, you know insects and, and, and all other life. And um, we, we may not know it because we, we frequently, we don't try, just like we wouldn't know what's possible physically if we never saw a bodybuilder, right? Compare the physique of a, of a top bodybuilder, such as Arnold was back in the day, to a physique of, of uh, virtually any other person and certainly of a person that doesn't work out. You, it's, it's, it's inconceivable that that's the same body and yet it is, right? Those muscles that are in a person that doesn't really try physically, that, that are underdeveloped, that are uh, behind a couple of layers or more of, uh, you know, uh, flab or in a bodybuilder developed and, and incredibly uh, kind of uh, uh, incredibly developed basically. So it's the same thing. We don't know what a human being is capable of being since we the vast majority of the time we're only around people that don't really try and that that have never even so so much as put forth one ounce of effort toward their true perfection right? and we're not talking about fantasy and and uh blabbering and who knows what you know i'm really working on myself you know, we're, we're talking about again in the ultimate it's, it's absolute sense so consequently we we can be deceived here but reason it gives us hope and tells us that uh, there's no reason to think that there's a cap. We have an intellect, we have a mind, we have emotions, we have uh, whatever we want to say. Excuse me again, just words. And uh, we see that we're able to grow, at least in theory, if we're not emotionally precluded from growth, we're able to grow. Excuse me. Uh, and uh, again, there's no reason to think there can ever be a cap to that growth. So here we basically... Summarized thus far, we have to develop our vision for humanity in reference to the, uh, an ultimate necessary desire uh, and uh, the, the satisfaction of which would be called good, an absolute good, if it's an absolute desire and not simply a contingent desire, such as I want to go uh, uh, to the beach or, or to, the, uh, to the park. Uh, and it has to be, our vision for humanity has to be in reference to uh, potential, the human potential, it can't be something that's impossible. The ultimate vision is to be able to jump 50 feet in the air. Let's all work for the next million years to, to uh, make our legs, uh, you know, genetically hack them and, and who knows what. No, right? It has to be in reference to, to a necessary desire and, what's, uh, uh, and to our potential. But thankfully, our potential is huge. As long as we can identify, or infinite as far as we know, as long as we can identify what to shoot for, we can shoot for it. And we don't suppose that there's any limit. But... Um, now we can ask, what are the, the methods? What are the, the actual means to, to uh, satisfy our necessary desire to move toward the absolute good? And we would say that um, there's a strong argument to be made that it consists out of uh, the, the unification, <coughs> excuse me, to so say, of our thought and the movement away from our initial creaturely smallness and subjectivity toward reality, toward a unconditioned existence, if we want to put it that way. Now, what does that mean? So we, we're not just uh, yapping. Uh, so we would say that um, in our initial state, there's a, a, a kind of infinite um, juxtaposition, these big words, meaning a, a comparison, a contrast, 
between uh, the, the fact of the matter that each, each of us is to our own self, all of existence, right? Think about from your own perspective. Can you imagine splitting yourself into two, right? Or into parts? No. You're all of existence. You're completely unified as it concerns existence. So there's an infinite juxtaposition between that and uh, how we perceive and think of ourselves, and think of, of the world and think, of, think about things. So again, we have that unity on the one hand. On the other hand, we have our extremely finite, narrow, limited, fickle individuality, uh, our little mortal uh, kind of um, narrowness and pettiness. Uh, we have our, our sickness and disease and death and conflict and violence and uh, inf- an endless amount of, for all intents and purposes, opinions and, uh, and, and uh, threats in, in nature and, and in humanity and, and in society and in civilization. So all of this tremendous, tremendous uh, multiplicity, this tremendous kind of conflict, this tremendous, all these puzzle pieces just strewn all over the place. And yet they're in juxtaposition. They're uh, um, in the face of that supreme singular unity that we all uh, have and we can't experience it necessarily until we can experience it, but we can kind of intimate it uh, by by doing a couple of uh, a little bit of thinking again by thinking about can we imagine being anything but our own self? Can we imagine there being anything but our own self? Stuff like that. So we would say that um, we try to attain that state of uh, of unity, that expansion of self through by cheating all the time, and and we do that by everything that we do by trying to attain a little bit of pleasure. Uh, eating something tasty, watching a distracting, entertaining uh, uh, kind of thing, a video of music, by uh, going to a concert, by going on vacation, by trying to have a job and, and, uh, and, and work that, that satisfies us, by trying to get wealthy, by trying to get famous, by trying to be criminals, by trying to be um, politicians, by trying to be uh, musicians, by trying to be actors and actresses, uh, and... Uh, uh, anything and everything that we do, basically every single thing without exception is in reference to uh, our necessary uh, desire, which again, these are just words. It's not that it is that, but just to, to stir our mind up. So we would say it's all cheating because it doesn't actually get the job done of bringing us up out of our little tiny creaturely self and into reality, into the light uh, and towards that unity, towards that objectivity towards that absolute good. It doesn't do the trick. We remain at the level that we were or that we leave off uh, growing at whatever young age, you know, 14, 15, 18 for some, whatever the case may be. And then we just cheat and we try to get kind of uh, have the cake and eat it too to get gain those states of being without actually putting in the work. Of course, we didn't even mention, of course, drugs and alcohol and uh, all the substances and all the, 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 the arrangements and distortions and degeneracies, anything and everything. All right, so uh, that's called cheating. And not cheating would be to really truly uh, address ourself and, and uh, to really attain that state of inner unity and cohesion and singularity and conception of the absolute good, but in a real way. So how do we do that? So here, uh, there's also obviously plenty of cheating uh, that uh, is always suggested in, in anything just like to, to really get in shape is really hard, but there's an endless amount of of uh, supposed shortcuts. Oh, just this one pill, just this one exercise where you stand and do nothing except you get shaken around or something. Uh, just this one uh, one little trick. There are no tricks. It's very hard work to, to get into great shape. So it's the same thing here. There's uh, along the, the route, uh, there's a bajillion different fake answers or kind of shortcuts uh, and cheating. And uh, one, one of them that, that's perennial uh, is um, kind of trying to directly address uh, our state of mind in its own self, meaning 
it, all the, the stuff that we hear, and it's not new, it might be new, say, in Western culture, but it's, say, in Eastern cultures, it's been uh, around for uh, as far as far back as uh, recorded history, right? The emerging from the, 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 uh, the mist of, uh, um, of antiquity. Uh, and we're talking about stuff such as whatever it's called, you know, meditation or directly addressing uh, our, uh, our, our fragmented mind. Let me just focus on the moment. Let me just focus on, on, on my breathing. Let me just focus on a kind of um, the, the unity of my mind in itself. Let me ignore everything else. Let me this and that. So we would say whatever kind of works, works for a person on the level that it does work. If a person is able to attain a little bit of a conception of the good, doing what they do, well, then they did. There's no need to take it away. But here, a fitting analogy could be something like this. So let's say that the person um, defeats is is athlete they defeat a, a low level competitor right and after that no matter what it feels pretty good just to win it feels good so let's say that that person after having beat the low level competitor is uh, says you know what i never need to compete again i'm good already i feel amazing i feel great and but further all the people that do compete at the highest levels that compete on world and in olympic or national world olympic levels they're all, they're wasting their time. Right? I really have the real kind of victory, the real answer. Why? Because I beat this uh, kind of uh, uh, tier five uh, opponent and that's it. I'm good. I'm good for life. So we, what would we call that? We would call that nonsense. We would call it, again, is the person's emotions are real. They are what they are, but it's still, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's not anything like it could be in, 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 in authenticity, in reality. In, in potential feelings and satisfaction and anything and everything. Right again, a person, uh, let's say they um, compete in a swimming match against a, 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 a middle schooler. They beat, they beat him or her. Yes, that's it, right? But Michael Phelps, the, the real Olympic swimmers now, they're all, who, who, why are they wasting their time? Look, I'm good. I just beat this little kid here. I'm, I, that's it. I never have to do anything. In. So we would say that in, a, in the final analysis, or not the final, but they, in a, when we kind of push a little bit, we would say that, all attempts to circumnavigate, that's the right word, to, to go around phenomena, to go around realities that are in, in whatever way that they are, such as the reality of our mind and the reality of other people and the reality of the universe and the reality of matter and the reality of the laws of nature and the reality of uh, animals and insects in life and, uh, and all kinds of things that try to go around that and simply folk try to attain a state of unity and cohesion by some kind of shortcut, we would say is like beating that low-level opponent. And it works at its level. It is what it is. But it's nothing like what it could be if we actually pay the price. And what is what would actually be paying the price? And that would be then the progression, we would say, of, uh, of thought, of human thought and understanding toward unity, toward true comprehension and, and, and wisdom and understanding, right? But in not escaping from reality, but going through it, right? Incorporating it and understanding how everything fits into the picture, into what picture? Into the picture that is uh, uh, consists out of our highest good, right? Because again, uh, we're part of the whole, right? Uh, our desires arise, our necessary desires, not our c- contingent desires that come about from fantasy, but our necessary desires, they arise in the context of the whole, in the context of reality. So they can be met, or not they, it, our necessary desire, we, we don't have reason to think it's multiple ultimately, our necessary desire can be met in the context of reality. So all of reality ultimately is oriented around our necessary desire. Or should we say, if, we, if it's thought about correctly and properly, it, that's how it would be perceived. 
in uh, that that it's all in reference to uh, what for us serves as the absolute good, the satisfaction of our necessary desire. So for for that, like we said, right? So um, to, to to not cheat, we have to move forward uh, in our thought as individuals and as a collective toward that unity, and, and that involves the highest peaks of uh, what, what's called science, the highest peaks of, of civilization and society, uh, and, uh, in, in, and in all fields, the highest peaks of psychology, of understanding human nature, uh, and, um, and anything that the chemistry, biology, uh, everything, right? The art, music, culture. Uh, but, uh, of course, the real deal is very far from what we have at present, so much so that we maybe even... It will be a disservice to even use the, those words that we have associated in our mind with with, uh, with what we have associated with them at present. Because we're talking, of course, about a, a reality, about the ultimate reality, about using a, all the means at our disposal in order to get at that ultimate reality, in order to truly comprehend by any and every means and avenues available uh, what there is to comprehend. We're not talking about a pedantic uh, pursuit of uh, of terms, mixing around terms and equations for its own sake or for pride or for, you know, I, that which is, again, it is what it is. There's no it's criticism. It is what it is, but it's just not what we're talking about. We're talking about something much higher, definitely higher, we could say, or definitely extreme, much, much higher, and that uh, is ultimately something that, that needs to get done. But we would say that that, is, that might well be the, the highest kind of vision for Humanity, or at least that can be uh, kind of uh, thought up at this stage of our uh, of our development, and that um, uh, why? Because we again we we take into consideration our necessary desire, our necessary objective. We take into consideration our potential, our abilities, and then we move toward our necessary desire using everything at our disposal. Not throwing something out, right? Not saying that the way is simply through. A, you know, culture in some narrow sense, or the way is simply through math and physics in some simple sense, or the way is through mental tricks, right? Meditation, just forgetting about the world, saying it's all nothing, it's all a dream, right? We're saying any everything all together without throwing anything out whatsoever, but we're still moving toward our necessary desire to understand how everything fits into the picture of our highest good, of the absolute good, of what we really Truly want, and of course, this the, a job like that is not for a day, and it's not for a a, a week, probably either, or a month. It's uh, for a while, <laughs> but um, it, well, there's no reason to think that we can't, excuse me, in, in our lifetimes, play our part in uh, pushing humanity, excuse me, toward that, and, and uh, harnessing our, our resources and our, and our individual visions and aligning it with the, the, the highest. And the, the good thing is, is despite the fact that our prior efforts have been so far away from, from what we can picture them as, as being in theory, from, from their potential, and they, they still have given us a tremendous amount of, uh, of resources and a tremendous amount of content. And all it takes is, is a flip of, of the switch, right? Just a little kind of... Sw- a switch we could say of how we view things and and we could already be almost there all right so for example uh, let's say uh, we can think about something that's much more direct such as our movement of uh, away from uh, kind of the the barbaric conditions 
had in all the millennia prior, as far as we possibly know, to the conditions had in some parts, at least, of the world today in, in top-tier uh, countries uh, that have uh, in, in top-tier areas of top-tier countries where it's such a unbridgeable, almost seemingly, gap between what we have and what has always been, right? Just a, a modern uh, bathroom, just a modern uh, cell phone, a car, uh, modern medicine, modern food and, and nutrition supplements and uh, and roads and legal systems it's uh, it's, uh, inco- it's to compare it to, to what has been it's uh, it's it's unbelievable right so we see we've moved toward that if we want to call that unity right we've moved away from the million different um, threats which is not to say they're still not there of course but just uh, relatively speaking a million different things complete ignorance concerning uh, diseases concerning uh, is sanitation, not complete, but much more so. Right? Uh, we read some of these descriptions of uh, of cities, how uh, the, the toilet was spilled onto the streets and oh, horrible stuff. Right? No, no cell phones, to, to say the least. So it went from that to, to the, the present, again, in some areas at least, the uh, kind of mode of life. And yet, of course, because of our um, continued kind of inner ignorance, we, we're not exactly using it to our highest good. We're not exactly... A, a, you know, drowning in joy and, and, and gratitude at what we have, those of us that have it. We, we're still just as, as small and just as petty and just as creaturely and just as narrow as we've ever been. And perhaps worse in some areas when we, uh, you know, in some instances where we don't have to worry about survival so much, so the, the pathologies jump in. But uh, all that, it, but we have nonetheless, we have the, the infrastructure, we have the, the, the real goods in this instance of what we're talking about. So all that it would take is just the uh, uh, um, viewing it from a different angle, right? For a different purpose, for a different objective. And just like that, the the snap of a fingers, so to speak, we could already be light years and light years ahead, right? So we say that all the, the kind of the efforts of, um, of, uh, uh, of civilization, of the sciences, they haven't been to, put, uh, to, to waste by any stretch of the imagination, but they just have to be turned and utilized for our highest good in relation to the highest vision for humanity. And then we're, we're uh, halfway there, but uh, we're, we're not as far as, as we might otherwise think. So stuff to think about. You think about it. Thank you for listening.